Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I, I didn't grow up in the church. I became a believer at 17 years old and really wrestled through, you know, I started reading the Bible and it said, you know, magicians are going to hell. You know, that's not right. good. You know, and so I was willing to give it up. Thankfully, my youth pastor at the time, he said, look, this is dealing with something completely different. And so we started the, the process of praying for what's it look like to blend those. What does it look like to blend those two? Well, Danny Ray joins us today. He is an illusionist and he's also a pastor. Today in Connection, she shares how he was able to combine those two. He also talks a little bit about how his career has helped his marriage and how he's created a book to now help you with your marriage. We're going to hear that and so much more today on Connections. We're joined today by Danny Ray. Not only is he an illusionist, he is a pastor as well as the author of a new book titled No, I Can't Make Your Wife Disappear, A Magician's Guide for a Magical Marriage. You're a pastor. I see you have an MDiv, uh, but you're also an illusionist, a magician. How in the world does a pastor become a magician or how does a magician become a pastor? (laughs) Uh, Lots of prayer. Uh, So (laughs) um, I'll try to give you the short answer to that is I, I didn't grow up in the church. I became a believer at 17 years old and really wrestled through, you know, I started reading the Bible and it said, you know, magicians are going to hell, you know, that's not good. You know, and so I was willing to give it up. Thankfully, my youth pastor at the time, he said, look, this is dealing with something completely different. And so we started the the process of praying through what's it look like to blend those together. And then I was reading through Romans eleven twenty nine, where it says God's gifts and his calling are irrevocable. And it was the first time I saw my my calling to to preach, to share God's love with people. And my giftedness of sleight of hand and what what does that look like to blend those together? Because that's what where God could use us most effectively is when we're blending our, our gifts with our calling. Now I noticed you said illusionist when you introduced yourself. So do you do that quite like it's about illusions and sleight of hand? Like I'm not casting spells and things like that. Do you have to explain to people a lot? Not usually, every once in a while, but the people that are going to invite us in aren't thinking this guy's calling up spirits from the dead, you know, (laughs) Um, this guy's doing witchcraft. So, but every once in a while, you have people that have real concerns that way. And we'll, you know, I'll, I'll try to have a healthy conversation with them about what their belief system is and how they came to those conclusions. And Oftentimes, that's not going to win them over. At the same time, I want to, you know, I want to meet with anyone and find out, you know, their story, what what they're about, and how I could be a part of that journey if possible. For those who have had the opportunity, who are, you know, interested in watching you and your illusions and that combination of illusion and being a pastor, what is what has the reaction been like from from those people? Uh, I think pleasantly surprised. Like it, it is an interesting combination. And yeah, so to give you a little background there, I, I started volunteering in the youth group when I was 19 years old. And then I worked through, got my MDiv and became the youth pastor for five years. So I was involved in the local church for 10 years, five volunteer, five as a, the youth pastor. And it really gave me an understanding of where youth are, where parents are in that dynamic. 
And so we've been involved in, in ministry my, my whole adult life. And the, the privilege I have now is to travel around the world. I've been to Canada numerous times and uh, I think 19 or so other countries in all 50 states. And uh, we've been able to just share the gospel with millions of people and really thankful for that opportunity. One of my favorite professors when I was in uh, studying theology, my New Testament theology professor was also an illusionist. And really? So half, half our lectures were just magic tricks. <laughs> he would go on rabbit trails. Can Wait, so before we, like you have a really great new book out. We're going to talk about that. You're going to help us with relationships and stuff. I shouldn't put you on the spot, but like, is there a way you can do magic tricks for us right now even on the radio would that work somehow i will i will show you because you could see and yeah. anybody who's watching will explain so you kind of get the picture but i have ink blots here which you know with relationships you end up in counseling sometimes i'll show you an ink blot and you're like hmm, what is that and what's the meaning of this but mike what would you say that is what's your guess uh, to me, right away, I was like, oh, he's got a, why does he have a card of a moth? So it's a moth, I guess. To it's me. a moth. Okay, so I'm going to show you um, with, with this camera here. So I have four of these, and you can see they look like different things. But if, if I twist, you can see actually one of them turns face down. I twist again, two of the ink blots turn face down. And if I was to look at these, I would actually see, like, I see a club in there, maybe a spade. In fact, all of them look just like the kings to me what <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah if you're, you're not watching that you could see all four ink blots just turned into the four kings so How in the world <laughs> <laughs> so that's wow. a little bit about what i do is is try to take interesting principles and figure out how do I blend that into a message. And with that one, you know, it, it does have a message message with it, but I, I didn't do that with you this morning just <laughs> for fun there. <laughs> so, so for everybody on the radio, yeah, they looked like playing cards, but ink blots. And then with a snap of his fingers, they all became the king of each suit of playing cards. Pretty amazing. So <laughs> yeah, my mind is blowing. <laughs> I, I'm glad to do that. Um, early morning, but still blowing your mind. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, tell us a little bit how this side of you, the illusionist and being an entertainer, yeah. has helped alongside your marriage and relationships. I want to hear about that connection and that combination. Yeah, so I I love doing sleight of hand, doing illusions, and it really, it's one of these things that brings wonder and astonishment, and we live in a culture that doesn't normally, we're not normally astonished by the creations that God has, and so I try to figure out, like, how do I take this love that I have for, for sleight of hand, for astonishment, for creating wonder, and my wife and I, we've been, we just celebrated 25 years, um, we we just got back from Kauai. This is my Kauai shirt for anybody watching <laughs> on Facebook. I just um, we got back from Kauai <laughs> celebrating 25 years. And so one of the things that we wanted to do for our 25th anniversary is what, what would it look like to take all the things that we've learned at conferences, at camps, at different events that we've been over the last 25 years and put that into a book format. And then we started looking at you know, the illusion side of it. And how do we blend biblical principles with sleight of hand principles? So for example, 
misdirection. You'll hear, you know, magicians talk about misdirection and, you know, fake left, go right. And, you you know, they'll put focus over here and you're trying to look somewhere else to see if, you know, you can figure out what they're doing. But misdirection isn't about getting people to like look in the wrong direction. It's about getting them to look in the right direction so that they could experience astonishment. And same thing in our marriage is we want to focus on the right things, look in the right directions that we could experience the the best marriage possible. And so chapter one, we look at what are the things we need to focus on. And by the way, the, the name of the book is called No, I Can't Make Your Wife Disappear. <laughs> I love it. Which is, uh, which is the, the question I get asked most on the road is, can you make my wife disappear? And so that's my, uh, my funny answer to that, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say too, probably like one of the most common questions you get from people is, can you show me how that trick worked? Right. And magicians, I mean, you're supposed to keep secrets. Your book is super open and candid though. You've like laid out all your secrets in marriage. Why did you decide to be so open with it? Yeah, it is. I I think the secrets are like secrets are for magicians, not for marriages. And in our marriages, we want to be open and transparent. And I think that's really difficult. I think there, there's kind of this thinking that because I've had certain things either done to me or I've done certain things that we go into hiding. But I think one of the first things that, you know, in the story of Adam and Eve, they go into hiding. And as followers of Christ, we have to learn to come out of hiding. And I think that starts in our marriages, but it's a difficult place because it's it's easy for us to hide even in those most intimate relationships. Would you say that your career in magic has helped prepare you to have a strong marriage? And if so, how? Wow. So I don't, I don't know if I would say it prepared me to have a strong marriage. I would say that staying close to God and putting his principles into practice in everything that I do, or at least that's the attempt. Um, it's not that we see it all the time in those things. Um, that that's the the strength of my relationship with my wife, but we've always looked for different things in life of how we could connect up those. In this case, the the sleight of hand principles to uh, to life lessons, to marriage lessons, and so so I do think that it it's extremely helpful those things. But it starts with Christ. Uh, I'm wondering about like communication and marriage. If you're a magician. Are you always trying to redirect when things get serious? That's what I do. Like just try and make my wife laugh. And no, 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 we don't need to have a serious conversation. Let's, I just redirect, right? What have you learned about communication and marriage and, and what's best? Yeah, it, it's easy to, to redirect. And with any type of communication and marriage, we have to get to know each other. I think that's, you know, those first three years, I feel like there's, just a lot of getting to know your spouse and understanding, you know, in that engagement period, you think, you know, the person you're marrying. And so one of the principles we talk about is, is mind reading is you always hear like, I can't read her mind or I can't read his mind. And I look at how do we read our spouse's mind? And I talk about that in chapter three and the, but the principles there are, there are so many things that, our spouse tells us all the time and we have to learn to listen to those things and understand and act on those things. But it takes time to put those principles into practice and to really 
uh, it's it's a back and forth, you know, any relationship. It's not just here's what I'm going to do, but it's learning how our spouse responds to us and having. So let me let me give you an example is, you know, my my wife and I were on our way up to Hume Lake, which is a, a Christian ca- camp in California. And things got tense in um, in the car <laughs> and we get out. We're both frustrated with each other. This was early on in our relationship and we went separate ways. Now, so we got up there and I went um, back. I went to the lake. She went to the room. And instead of learning to communicate and respond in healthier ways, we went separate ways. And as I was praying, God made it clear, like, I need to connect with her and I need to come in and try to understand her point of view instead of just saying, this is what we're going to do or kind of inserting my frustration. And so I went back and I just really tried to listen and listen with the intent of understanding her side. And when I did that, it just, it was one of those like eye-opening conversations for me of what it looks like to really try to understand my wife instead of just win an argument. And I think when I win, she loses, that's a lose-lose situation instead of trying to figure out how do we both win in not just an argument, but we'll ask the question like, what do you want to get out of this? And so that's a, a question that we've learned to ask each other. And that re, redirects the perspective of the conversation. Sounds like a lot of like empathy at work too, which I've spent a lot of money in marriage counseling to <laughs> figure out is, is important <laughs> to have. <laughs> empathy is definitely a great thing to have. I think that comes more naturally to my wife, my daughter, and my oldest son uh, than my middle son and uh, myself. I think we have to work a lot and maybe read a lot more books on how do you be empathetic and how do you really understand another person. Now you've been married for 25 years. Like you said, um, communication yes. is obviously one of the keys to keeping that marriage strong and tight. What are some other lessons or advice that you could give to listeners out there who may have been married for maybe like five years or two years, or, you know, they're celebrating their first anniversary. Yeah. One of our key things is we say stay on the same page. The the verse that talks about not letting the sun go down on your anger, we've really tried to put that principle into practice. And I, I realize theologically people have different views of what that might mean. For us, we just took it literally. Like, let's not go to bed angry. And so for 25 years, there's less than 10 times that we've gone to bed angry And we've really tried to work it out, but you can't. And you just go, okay, we need to like sleep it off. And then first thing in the morning. But I think that pattern has helped change the trajectory of our marriage by staying on the same page. Another one I would um, say is rest. Is I feel like we live in a culture that's go, 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 go. And we kind of take it as a badge of honor of like, oh, I worked 80 hours this week. Oh, I did 90. Well, that's going to take a toll on your marriage. And so how do you take a Sabbath and really take a day where you restore and you heal and you let God recharge you and recharge your marriage? Another one I know I'm giving a lot is, <laughs> uh, is I would say um, having a strategy for the week or maybe even a day that you go through with your spouse. So my wife and I are always like, okay, what's going on this week? What do you have on your plate? What can I take off your plate? How can I help you? And that that kind of ongoing conversation 
helps us to stay on the same page because we know what's coming up instead of being surprised by that. But I could keep going, but Colleen, that's out. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, we can get the book. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, yeah, I like that idea of, you know, at least one day a week catching up like that. Maybe we have friends uh, every morning, they have a cup of coffee together for like 25 minutes before the kids wake up and my wife is always like, we should do that. I'm like, okay, you got to get up at 4 a.m. with me then to make yes. that happen, right? Our schedules just don't work. But but there is other times of the week we could at least set aside a little bit of time to just sit and talk and catch up and, and plan together. And that would probably cut down on a lot of miscommunication then. Yeah, and what I would say with that, Mike, is – I think sometimes we we don't do certain things because we put a big number on that. So, for example, we say, well, you should go on a date, right? And it's like, oh, we don't have two hours. We don't have three hours. What about five minutes? What about 15 minutes? And, you know, create something that's small. Go walk to, for us, the mailbox is like 100 yards away. It's a two-minute walk, you know. Uh, doing that walk, though, sometimes opens up the door to sit down on the porch and have a longer conversation is I think sometimes we make excuses instead of going, let's do something short and sweet and because life gets busy, but those times can really just breathe um, hope and joy into your relationship. It's so interesting listening and, and hearing a perspective from the husband. Quite typically when we talk about relationships or marriage, we're always, we're always hearing, you know, quite often from the female, the, the wife in the relationship. So it's nice to hear a male speak. Don't wake up my wife. And, uh, <laughs> let her give you her perspective. She does actually in the book. There's um, her perspective in every chapter. She's helped out with every chapter as as I was writing this. But we did put um, Kim's corner in there, and so it does have the wife's perspective in there as well. I really like that. It's it's nice to see both sides and to hear everything uh, in your book as well. You've divided it up into three sections. Tell us about those three sections. And why you specifically chose uh, those three sections? Yeah, is the the first section we just so we've done marriage counseling and premarital counseling for the last twenty five years or so, and part of the deal with that is almost everybody comes to us like. We, we don't communicate well. We're having a hard time, difficult time communicating. And so that first section is like, let's just deal with communication. We actually thought, let's, let's just do a whole book on communication. Maybe that'll come later. But the first six chapters are really, how do you communicate well? That last one with like, how do you create mind-blowing sex? Um, for those of you um, that are married, that um, starts in the kitchen, right? Not, um, not in the bedroom. And in if we communicate well in all areas that leads to the intimacy in the bedroom. And so that's the the first section. And then, you know, my wife and I have, you know, anytime you've been married or you live for long enough, you end up having ups and downs. We, you know, I've, I lost my, uh, my biological father uh, eight years ago now. And then, you know, my my wife had a miscarriage four months long and it was devastating on our, on our marriage, on our, uh, that's yeah, uh, still, it's a a hard thing to, to talk about, but there's been ups and downs in our, in our relationship. And so the, the next section is all about what are the secrets to overcoming what seem like impossible situations 
And we, we didn't just want to look at like, hey, what are the great things that are going on? But when you have difficult things, how do you overcome those? And some of those are dealing with fear is there's um, fears that creep into our relationships. But sometimes those are just an illusion. So we talk about that. And then the final section is really how do we thrive regardless of the situation, the circumstances, the, the unknowns? How do we create a marriage that thrives in when, when we look at um, the principles that magicians use, if you look at a show, and this could be for musicians or really any type of theater, is you have this moment where things, um, you know, come to a climax and there's resolution and you're like, wow. But for a magician or sometimes musician, that encore or that coming over the top. And how do we come over the top in our marriage by surprising our spouse with, you know, an incredible date or making one of their dreams come true or hitting something on their bucket list or just doing something consistently that's important to them, washing the dishes, you know, but that really makes them feel loved. Uh, if you know the the five love languages, my wife's is um um, acts of slavery. I think it's acts of service. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you can see I get myself into trouble sometimes with my spouse. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so those are the three sections is, you know, the communication, the overcoming and thriving. No, I can't make your wife disappear. Magician's Guide to a Magical Marriage. I cannot wait to read this book. Uh, Tell us, I imagine like we can get it at Amazon and everywhere. Uh, tell us though, where can we pick up the book? Yeah, you can pick it up at local bookstores. Um, currently it's on um, pre-order on Amazon. You could go to my website, dannyraymagic.com, pick it up there. Yeah, there's, uh, it should be bookstores everywhere. <laughs> now you've got the book, you've got your career as an illusionist and a pastor. Tell us what this year has been like for you. I'm sure last year might've been a little bit of a hiccup year, but tell us how this year's going for you. Yeah. Last year, you know, things shut down and this year, praise God, things are opening back up and we've been back on the road. That's been really exciting. And we're continuing to just see God open up doors for us to be able to speak into lives, marriages, youth, um, family events. And so we're just really thankful for those opportunities. And yeah, this year is just, there's been so many things because of COVID that it's like, okay, let's try this. There's a, a, a national TV show in America that will be on that is a reality show. I can't say the, the name of it at this point, but it, we will be featured on that. And so I'm really excited about that opportunity. And because things were so p- busy pre-pandemic, we just, anytime somebody talked television stuff, we were just like, we just don't have time or space for it. And during the pandemic, it was like, well, let's let's try it. And so we filmed something recently and it went really well. And I'm excited when it should be out in the next month or so. But I really don't have a time frame. They they said they'll let me know a week before it airs. So uh, that's what I can (laughs) tell you. But, yeah, it's been an exciting year and really thankful. Having this book come out is a huge like milestone for, for my wife and I and thankful for, for those opportunities that will come from this as well. What's up next for you? Um, so I am flying out to Raleigh and Nashville. Actually, I'm doing a, the Huckabee show here coming up. And, and then I'll be in Raleigh for a marriage series that 
I film bumper videos, like two to three minute videos for their marriage series. But then I'll come in to do a show for their kind of final surprise. And so I'm looking forward to that. And we'll actually release the book that day um, as part of that. So six week marriage series, I, you know, show up to finish that with the show and, and the book. And for those who want to just learn more about you and everything else that you're doing, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, on any of our social media, it's Danny Ray Magic and the website's DannyRayMagic.com and that would have all the information, but they could also email me at um, Danny at DannyRayMagic.com and I will personally respond to requests or ideas or thoughts that anybody has. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Thanks, Colleen. Thanks, Mike. And thank you so much for joining us today and for listening. Remember, if you want to listen to this conversation or any of the other conversations we've had on Connections, you could do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that podcast at podcastbuild.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.